Hello, and welcome to Resident Advisors Exchange, a series of conversations with the artists, labels, and promoters who are shaping the electronic music landscape. I'm Jordan Rothline, and I'm the tech editor at Resident Advisor. In the mid-90s, Heinz Cookie Gondoulis opened a bar in Berlin's Mitte neighborhood, now a hub for art and fashion. Mitte was still a post-reunification blank slate, and cookies, as everyone called it, formed part of a constellation of less-than-legal night spots in the area. Music wasn't initially the focus. In the early days, Cookie would schlep his stereo down from his apartment, but through a half-dozen incarnations, Cookies became a fixture of Berlin's burgeoning scene. It's the place where a young West Berliner named Ben Klock played before Berkine made him a superstar, and where a generation of Berlin's club cognoscenti spent innumerable Tuesday and Thursday nights. The club has long been a fixture at the corner of Friedrichstrasse and Unter der Linden, but this Saturday's party will bring its 20-year run to a close. With the final night approaching, we had Cookie by our office, which, as it happens, sits above the location of one of his old bars, to discuss one of Berlin's legendary clubs. So my understanding is that the building where we are right now has some special significance for, for you, for, for the club that you've been running for some time? <laughs> the building where we're now doing the interview, yes. In November 99, I opened up a small bar here in the building underneath your office space. It was Greenwich. It was, uh, for the time, one of the most amazing bars in the area because it was the first bar that had a unique design and it was seven days a week full from the beginning. Like we opened up and it was full for two years, at least seven days a week, Sunday till six o'clock in the morning. You say unique design. I mean, what were the other bars in this neighborhood like at that time? At the time, the people would open up a bar and they would just have like tables and the bar space and perhaps have a painting on the wall. But we designed the bar with having a really bright green leather walls where it were like formed in, uh, well, how do you call them? Uh, half circles sure. going off the wall and then we had like a really long aquarium with fishes in it on both sides of the walls. So you'd come in and you'd see these bright green leather walls with these two lightened up aquariums and then in the middle of the room the bar. That was amazing at the time. <laughs> Sounds like quite a place. It was, it was. Like it was actually, I think we opened up uh, end of November and it was like in the first week it was from 6 o'clock in the evening till 6 o'clock in the morning. 
full. It was unbelievable. But this wasn't your first no, nightclub. No, Greenwich, bar. Greenwich, Greenwich was was a, a bar when I opened up in '99, and I lived above your office space uh, for two years from 2000 to 2002. So now just coming back after not being in the space for at least uh, 13 years, for 12 years, it's uh, nice to see the office here again. <laughs> The world of Berlin nightclub, I mean, you entered it a little bit before you started yes. that club, like the mid-90s or so. I, I opened up Cookies, the first Cookies. It wasn't called at the time Cookies. It was actually called uh, more or less Tuesday Bar. I opened it up in 94, just around the corner from here, in the Auguststraße 26B. At the time, I was living in the back house on the third floor, and uh, so, some neighbor actually talked me into it. I was a neighbor, he was like saying, let's do a bar together, let's do a cocktail bar together. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm not sure. And then he's had the idea that we would clear out the cellar because the cellar was like open, uh, full of rubbish till the roof. So he had the idea, I started doing it and he never turned up to the meetings. So I was like the one who's actually then doing the work. And then the guy, the neighbor came to me and said, hey Cookie, I'm leaving to Egypt for six months, do the bar on your own. And that's how the first cookies more or less started. It was a neighbor talking me into something and then me actually doing it. And you were quite young at the time. Yeah, I was... You, I was 21, right? No, I was 20, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And... Yeah, I opened up when I was 20. And what you were doing before that, I mean, you came to Berlin and were working as a dishwasher, right? <laughs> you know everything. <laughs> yes. Um, I actually came in 91 to visit my sister because my sister moved from London to Berlin. And I saw Berlin that was actually at the time I was more in West Berlin in Kreuzberg. And I just fell in love with the city, fell in love with the atmosphere. So I went back home and I said to my mom, I'm moving to Berlin. And I moved to Berlin on the 1st of January. Like I was sleeping over New Year's Eve in the train and came here like seven o'clock in the morning, 92. Tell me a little bit about Berlin at that time. I mean, for those of us who came a bit later, I can imagine. You can't, you can't imagine. Yeah. It, it, looks to, it looked totally different. I can actually remember the day when I arrived here. It was a really cold January, minus 20 degrees morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. The streets were empty. And coming into the Auguststraße, the whole place was gray. There were lots of empty, empty, empty houses. You would only see the DDR cars, trabbies on the street, parked also totally different than now. There were no shops. There were no shops with advertising. There was no advertising at all. So you had these gray streets, these gray houses. And the special thing was you had the freedom because no one was telling you what you, what you were allowed to do or not because no one knew who the houses were owned by. It used to be all in the DDR state-owned. So it wasn't sure which house belonged to who. So no one took care of the houses, so it was very easy to find a space where you can live or a space where you can just open up a bar or do something. So what attracted you to the city? When you came to visit your sister, you said, wow, there's just so much possibility there was so much here. Positive energy it was a lot younger. It was um, You had the feeling you can just do what you want. And that was the special thing about Berlin. Mm -hmm. Now this neighborhood is quite fancy almost. Yeah, it I mean, is. It's totally fancy. It's full changed. of art galleries, but full, of, full like, of shops and advertising. 22 years later, 22 years later, like, I think the special thing about it at the time was that this area attracted, of course, people who really wanted to live in their own special way. 
Because if you lived here, you didn't have anything like central heating. You didn't have all the easygoing things. I, those days, no one had internet. And so um, the people who lived here were all more creative. And they came mostly of all the parts of the world because Berlin wasn't the focus at the time. So for young artists, music makers, DJs, they all came to Berlin because it was just the wall came down and it was freedom and nothing was set. Now, if you look at the space, every house is owned by people. You have it renovated. You have lots of uh, shops, galleries have opened up over the 20 years. And this is a very settled area. Of course, for the person who comes for the first time to Berlin, he still feels it very freedomly. <laughs> Where did you come from? That's a, a little bit uh, longer story. <laughs> I was born in London, lived the first 12 years in London. My parents are German. And my mother decided to move back to Germany when I was 12. And we did like a short tour around Europe for six months. And then we moved for two years to Mannheim and then to four years to Nuremberg. And with 17 and a half, I moved then alone to Berlin. So Cookies, or it was called Tuesday Club, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it had a few names at the beginning, because at the time when I opened up the first Cookies, it was a time where lots of people, not that many people, but there were a few bars. And these bars were all illegal. They would just open up an empty flat or an empty cellar or empty space and build in a very simple bar and people would come. And these bars would normally have, uh, be open like once a week. And that would be the Monday bar, the Tuesday bar, the Wednesday bar, the Thursday bar, the Friday bar, and the Saturday bar. Sundays, not really. So it was like every little bar had kind of its own day of the week. Uh, had its something. own day of the week and would have its own area. And you would never be sure if it would exist next week because the house might have been sold. They might have started getting renovated. So it was like, for sure, this place could exist for one week, could exist also for 10 years. There have been spaces who existed then for eight or six years, like the Eimer. It's one of the fa famous buildings in Berlin. So I opened up Cookies at the beginning. I Right at the beginning, it was open on Wednesdays. Then I uh, switched the days to Tuesdays. And I called it Biscuits because I was like, uh, how shall I call this place? And I decided to call it Biscuits. No one could uh, say Biscuits at the time. So everyone said they'll go to Tuesday's bar, Wednesday bar. Why Cookies started being called Cookies is very easy because I was always working behind the bar. Like I opened up the space and closed the space and all the guests and neighbors were saying, we're going to Cookie. And if I'd be walking behind the bar, people would all say, Cookie, can you give me this? Cookie, this. And so the people started saying, we're going to Cookie. And when I opened up the second bar, I called it then Cookies. Mm -hmm. So the name stuck. The name stuck, yeah. Was music always a focus of, of these places? Right at the beginning, at the very, very start, it was not a focus. At the very start was my focus putting more cocktails because at the time, no one had cocktails in Berlin. I had three CDs. Every night I would like carry my sound system from home down to the cellar and then back. And it was not a focus. But it started very fast to become a focus. Like last Tuesday in Cookies, we had Ben Clock playing. Ben Clock was one of the first DJs who actually played in Cookies. He was playing at the time every Tuesday, every Tuesday night for around five years. So he put in the music into the club, yes. It wasn't a club at the beginning. It was more a bar. It turned into a club. Mm -hmm. How did Ben Clark come to be this sort of resident DJ at the club? 
Uh, how, how old was he when, when, when he first got involved? I was at the time 20. I think he was like one or two years older, perhaps. And it, actually, I think it happened over a friend of us, Nigun. I'm not sure. But I, I know he was like, at the beginning, we rebuilt the area a little bit. We added a room that we could have a dance floor. Because it was tiny, it was really tiny, the space. So we had a tiny dance floor. And uh, Ben Clark played every uh, Tuesday at the bar. We were good friends at the time, so uh, it worked out. And he was playing uh, electronic house music, yes, from the beginning. It must be funny now to see this guy who was playing in your, your little bar, your little club every Tuesday, who's now like this international superstar DJ. <laughs> Actually, I was very, very, very surprised uh, a week ago when Ben played. He sent me a text message. He posted something on Facebook. And I looked up at Facebook and I was really surprised how big and where he's playing and yeah i'm surprised yes that's one of the things not that many people know is that the people who were, were with us together at the beginning of cookies have all started like not all but lots of them have started their own business and done their their own stuff like we have the uh, ben clock he's of course one of the, now one of the famous djs of the world but we also have it in other areas we have it, um, Marcin, I think he's also played in the first bar, yes. Marcin from Why Does Bar Life, DJ Highfish at the time. He played in one of the bars. He's also over Why Does Bar Life, a very famous artist. Uh, other people who used to work at the bar, uh, they've done now their own restaurants like Grill Royale. Or, or the weekend club, Marcos Troyan, he worked four years at the Cookies. So uh, a lot of people at the time who were working for me between the 90s and the beginnings of the 2000s, they, uh, they started their own business in Berlin, and I'm really happy. And if I see them grow, it makes me more happy. Completely. So the, the club itself has now been through, I, I think, something like, what, seven different yes. locations. Tell me about sort of some of those locations and, and maybe why it moved around so much. As like I said earlier on, the houses at the times weren't owned by really people. It was owned at the beginning at the big state, and that changed. So when the first cookies was about one year old, the house got renovated totally. And so we had to move out. And that's actually what more or less happened to all the cookies till this one now. This one is exception. That we had a space what was for sure for time, but was not sure for how long. And the shortest cookies went five months. And the longest was, is actually this location with seven years. Hmm. The spaces you were choosing, was there sort of a progression in terms of size? I mean, would you think, oh, wow, Cookies is getting a little bit bigger now. I, I'm going to have to make sure that the next place that I inevitably have to move to can accommodate more people? Uh, no, it was always, I looked at the space that I, that I would like. It was never like for me, I have to do it because it has to be bigger or smaller. It was actually more like the spaces came to me per Zufall. What does that mean, Zufall in English? Uh, Chance, not chance. And like the second cookies was in an old space. A friend of mine or my sister had the space. It was a little shop on the Auguststraße and it was tiny. And she got the, um, she got the notice that she had to go out in six months. There was four people sharing the space. They didn't have any, they were like, oh, we're not bothered anymore. Cookie, do you want to have it for six months? And so I opened up a small bar. And this bar was like the first bar that turned into a club. It was not a club from uh, like plant club. It turned into a club. The people would come and it would get so full that the people would be, or we would be starting to, if you want to dance, we would dance on the bar. That was the only place to have. 
So, of course, um, the venues were always different. I always tried to make them look like so I feel at home. And they were for time. And that made the speciality of it. Mm-hmm. So there was always this idea that these were temporary spaces until this most recent one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the most recent space. For one thing, it, it's been permanent. And for another, I, I think it's very different from a lot of other clubs in, in Berlin in terms of the, the way that it looks, where I, it's located. I think, I think why it's more permanent is it's very difficult to find spaces. And this was the first space that I was like offered to have it permanent. The area where it is, it is on the most famous street of Berlin, Unter den Linden, corner, the second famous street, Friedrichstraße. It was for a very long time in Berlin, an empty area. It was totally central, but it was at night, totally empty. And during the day, it was a little bit visited. There were lots of empty shops at the time when I moved in there. I moved in the pre-sprays before, was also just around the corner. So in this area, I've been now since 2000. The space now is used to be in the French uh, culture center. And it's an old cinema of the French culture center. They opened up in the East Germany. They were the only Western country that had a culture center in Eastern Germany. And they were visited like the 1,200, 3,000 people per day were going to this culture center in East Germany. And this is, this is during the DDR? This was during the DDR. They closed 92 after the DDR because they had then two culture centers, one in West and one in East. And the space was used from then on as a storage till 2005 from the hotel Western Grand. And the amazing thing about this is that the Western Grand heard about me and they asked me for a meeting and they showed me the space and I fell in that moment in love with the space because it has these great high ceilings, it has a great vibe, the room. It's not square room, it's got funny spaces like around it, so it's a little bit more octogram. And I saw it and I was like, this, has, this is the new cookies, yeah. And we've been in there now since uh, 2007. Opened up after a two-year break from the old one. So I had two years without a club. And I think uh, the special thing about this space is it's for long-term. It was for a long-term plan. That made it different to the other spaces where it was like for a year or for two. It's, it's a very different space from a lot of other clubs in Berlin. I think in the sort of techno imagination True. now for a lot of people, we think of these Berlin clubs as being these kind of dark cold industrial spaces and that's not cookies well it was never actually cookies i always tried to have it more like a warm feeling the last cookies were had a bit of more this run down atmosphere because it had old marble walls and it was uh you, had, you could see the paint above the walls falling down and this cookies was like the first tidy up cookies but i think it was also i had also enough like we were running cookies for years and it was uh, still not as it looked like now we have like well we've put up actually the floor we've made it more international because I think I had enough of seeing these rundown spaces in Berlin but then again it's still of course uh, the area the guests who come are still for somehow uh, it's still a Berlin club I personally really like the change what we did two years ago but I know lots of Berliners don't like the change Berliners are very critical they're very critical they're very like Berliners the first year you always have to hear everything was better earlier <laughs> but I've been hearing descendants for uh, 20 years now mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, I would imagine over 
20 years, yeah. you've heard a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've, you've seen a lot of things change. The neighborhood where your club is now- Has I changed mean, totally. Yeah, you, you said that it used to be quite empty. There would be nobody yeah. on the streets at night and not many more on the streets during yeah. the day. And now it's a pretty fancy area, a it big, is, it's a big changed, shopping district. It changed, yeah. It, it, like it's one of the shopping streets like for the major stores, yeah. Mm-hmm. And at night it's also busy, full of tourists. And so the area has changed totally. Mm-hmm. I think also the thing is that Berlin in total has changed. Mm-hmm. The prices of the rents have gone a lot up in this area. So when young people come to Berlin or people want to have their first flat, they don't anymore tend to go to Mitte because the prices have just changed so much. So Berlin has changed. Berlin has got a lot larger because it used to be actually more focused on one spot in Mitte. And now it's just changed. It's gone up larger mm-hmm. space. Yeah, I mean, you said something interesting earlier, which is that for you when you came here, it felt like this sort of city of possibility, like you could yeah. do anything here. But that when someone who has never been to Berlin comes here today, they have the same feeling. Of course, yeah. Even though you know it's totally different than it used to be. I think that's one of the amazing things about Berlin is that it still is like that. Because if you compare Berlin to all the other cities in Europe, or lots of cities in Europe, Berlin is still a very easy place to live. Mm-hmm. You can, comparing, you can find easier flat, you can find easier sort of job. You can uh, have time for your own imagination of doing things. But I think one of the hardest things is that in Berlin, it's very hard to earn money. You can have a very easy life with little money, Still, compared to other cities, if you compare it to 20 years ago, it's gone a lot more higher. But if you compare it to other cities, so you can have a great time in Berlin with less money, but that makes it also easier to be lazy. Mm-hmm. Well, you definitely do need more money here than, than you used to. Yes, I mean, of course. I wonder if it would be possible even to start a project like yours the, the way that you did it now. Like if you had come here 20 years later, do you think you would have been able to do cookies? I think the guests have changed. That's the most key element. The guests have changed. They want more. Like when I opened up my bar 20 years ago, I think I was at the right time at the right space because the guests were like really happy with very easy, simple things. Today, if you open up a bar, they want the aircon, they want the, the toilets to be clean, they want all these things what no one really was interested in at the time. So I think if I'd open up today the same bar, it will not work, no. You might have needed some experience coming into a bar beforehand. I mean, yeah. you, you were able to kind of create this thing from scratch. I think the, the best thing was also like the guests taught me the cocktails. Like I do cocktails and they say, no, 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 that's wrong. You have to do it that way. And so I was like, I was reading books and, but no one actually taught me to make the cocktails. I like made them off the books. So a guest would come in and like say, no, you have to do that or it has to taste different. And that was like, I was learning by doing, yeah. I would imagine over the course of, you know, the 20 years that Mm -hmm. you've been doing this too, you've seen the music scene in Berlin, the club scene in Berlin change quite a lot. Tell me a bit about that change. Berlin is Berlin is famous for electronic techno music, but not really. Everyone knows that there were other music music also going on at the time. If we look at '94 back, there was this club called Delicious Donuts. It was seven days a week open and had seven days a week different music, and it was very jazzy, funky, soulic, like Jazzanova. They come from delicious, or like they founded in delicious donuts. And when I was not working behind my bar, I was going to delicious donuts. So you had the one side of the early days, 94, 95, 96, where you had a lot of independent music working. 
But what Berlin stands for and is known for is electronic techno music. And at the time of the days when you go back, you had the clubs, EVAC, Trezor, WMF, Cookies on a Tuesday night was electronic. On a Thursday night, we never played electronic music. Thursday night was always more funky, solely jazzy. So it was also a mix. But EVAC, Trezor, just based Berlin as the techno place. What I've seen is that it's, of course, the music has changed. It's gone. You had in the early days, people just did it for fun, played the electronic music. And you still have the people for fun now, but it's more turned into a business world. And the smaller DJs who used to grow very easily can't grow anymore because it's based on big names. Why do you think that's happened? Do you have any idea? Because electronic music has just got such a big boom. It's internationally known and everything what goes big is always a little bit more commercial. I personally love electronic music. I love it. Uh, if I hear electronic music playing somewhere, I can't stand still. I have to dance. So I love electronic music. But I think the changes that is used to be very small, tiny parties, and now it's just gone. Uh, the clubs have changed. They've gone bigger. Berlin stands for underground, but it made the underground commercial. Mm-hmm. You said that you had sort of made cookies in, in the design of this yeah. most recent location more international. And I wonder if that's to, to cater to something that's happened in the Berlin scene in general, and if that plays into kind of why it's maybe become more focused on techno or become a little bit more of a business. Are there a lot more international people in the scene than there were you know, 20 years ago or 15 years ago? I think the crowd has changed totally because Okay, there are a few things, of course. Berlin has never, ever had so many clubs as now. You've got amazing amount of clubs in Berlin. That's one thing. Then we have another focus. Berlin itself has grown. You have a lot of young people here, but because we've got so many clubs, to have them full, you need so many tourists. And the difference between, I think, like 10 years ago is if you'd be at the bar at a club, at any club, in Berlin, you would know the regular guests. And I think what has changed is that the people only go to, the Berliners only go to special, special events and are there, and then you see them there. But if there's these special events in either DJ or a special fashion brand or anything, if that doesn't happen like the normal days, they're just filled more or less with people you don't know. And that's the sad thing because I think this is also a reason why I'm closing the club is because I, I want to know my guests. And if you only have everyday new guests coming, you can't know the guests. And that's, that's what has changed. So you say this was one factor in, in closing the club. I mean, tell me a little bit about this decision to close down cookies. This is something that you've been doing for, for ages. <laughs> it took me a long time. Like I've been thinking about it for a long time. It's not like a decision where I just made like that. But... Um, I have an idea for the venue because I'm, have, I'm keeping the venue for the next 10 years, hopefully. And I have a new idea for the venue. That's like the main focus of closing the club. And I'm a very spontaneous person. I've been like always changing. Like my whole life, I've been changing things. Like if cookies, like the last cookies, it got boring for me after one year. And I opened up a legal restaurant on top of the cookies, was open up Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I got a big fine from the state that I opened up a legal restaurant. So I had to close it. And then a year later, I opened up a huge restaurant at the back of cookies. 
official. But after a year, we had to leave the location because the location got renovated. So I've been someone who's always been changing things. Like we talked earlier on about the Greenwich bar. The Greenwich bar, I just added onto my existing cookies because I wanted to change something and do something new. And that's also the reason why I rebuilt the club two years ago is just to have a say, okay, I've been out here five years. I want to change and I have a new idea for the space. Now it's come that I'm just saying, okay, I have something new. I want to plan something. I don't want to do a club again because at the moment I don't feel like having a club. I think I'm going to miss the club latest two weeks after it's closed because then I'm going to miss my Tuesday night and Thursday night. But at this moment I'm saying, okay, I want to focus on opening something new and I'm a very fast person. So that's the reason I decided just before Easter to close cookies and I'm planning everything and we're going to reopen this venue at the beginning of October. So I sense that closing the club wasn't really that difficult of a decision or not something that you spent a lot of time laboring over. It was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll close the club. I have a new idea. Uh, it's not that easy yeah. because of course you have been running things for 20 years and I've got people working for me and I've got a really good bar team. I've got a really good door team. And I think that is the hardest part. It's like saying, okay, what's going to happen to the team? Because some of the team are going to come with the new idea but some of the team they want to work only in clubs so they're not going to join us and it's not that easy but uh because i'm really wanting to do this new thing i think it's going to be easier yes you said before that you didn't want to get too much into what the what the new thing yeah, is yeah, i'm very sorry about that no that, that's okay <laughs> but i mean is there anything that you can tell us if it's not going to be a nightclub is it going to resemble something that you've done before or is it a, a completely new new venture it's, it's, I don't think it's going to be a completely new adventure because it's very difficult to make something really that hasn't been there before. My things were like, what fits in the area and what do I feel like doing? And I've been running 20 years now, cookies, dancing every Tuesday and Thursday on the bar or next to the bar. I think that's how many thousands of nights I feel like to have something else. I personally have the whole idea of focus in my head, how the new thing is going to look like, but I haven't yet got it really done on paper and I haven't got it really done on what's going to happen. But it's not going to be a club, DJs will be playing. It's going to be uh, music orientated also, but the focus I think is more like in the gathering being together. Sure. <laughs> I left it very open, didn't I? <laughs> you know, you talk about um, Ben Clark uh, yeah. being a DJ who who was with you from from the beginning, mm -hmm. and you talk about how a lot of other people have kind of come through the club over the years and, and kind of gone on to, to do their own things. I was wondering if you know, just if you had any interesting sort of stories from sort of these earlier incarnations of the club, any really memorable nights, something that that sticks out at you as being getting at the core of the, the vibe of, of cookies? <laughs> it's a bit of an open question. Hey, no, it's, uh, someone asked me this question about two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I know in the time I've been thinking of, of this question, and I had a few things. Yeah, there are, of course, a few things with cookies. It's uh, First of all, I think I never thought I would ever, ever own such a huge club and such a famous club. I can remember the nights me dancing in VMF, and that was like the early days of cookies. I'd go every Saturday to VMF and listen to Mitya Prince and Dixon and be there until seven o'clock or eight o'clock in the morning dancing. And I can remember like dancing on the VMF dance floor and just dreaming of having such a club as VMF. A few years later, I had such a club. And I think this is like, and I can still remember the time of me dreaming it. And I just, it's amazing how the dream came true. 
There are so many things have happened in the club. I've seen so many things and I've heard of so many things happening in the club that it's very difficult to say this is this story. But like the club at the moment or the, the club five years ago, the now club five years in the old style, I can remember like at the beginning, I was very drunk at the night and I was dancing on the dance floor. I can't remember who played. I started getting tired. So I laid down in the middle of the dance floor with my arms wide open and looking at the disco ball drawing, uh, moving. And I can remember this girl came up to me and said, hey, go home. And I said, I am home. Uh, these are like the things that remind me of the club. But there's also one night what I can remember in the old club where I came into the club it was really early and everyone was dancing like crazy. It was like 11 o'clock. No one danced at 11 o'clock at Cookies. You know, they don't, don't dance before one. And I can't tell you what was on, but this was a special vibe. It was Carlos and Fetish playing. It was just before Easter. And this is like 10 years ago and everyone was moving so early. It was unbelievable. But these are the remembrances I have, yes. The idea of having a club that's open on Tuesdays and Thursdays primarily, this, yeah. these are the big nights for the club, this would be kind of uh, confusing or maybe even inconceivable for people in a lot of cities where clubbing yes. is a Friday night thing, a Saturday night thing. Why is that possible in Berlin? Well, there's a very simple reason why it is like that. Because at the time when I opened up my first bar, I was working Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday nights and Sunday morning at a restaurant and was earning my money to open up the club. So that's how it started. Then, of course, I told earlier on that you had the Tuesday, Thursdays bars. So that was okay. That was good at the time. And I think at the time when you go back, it was that it was filled with the people who didn't have a normal life. It was filled with the people at the beginning who were working, of course, to earn their money, but they worked twice a week and had enough money to live off the week. That was the beginning. And I think now, because it's famous for the Tuesdays and Thursdays nights, I think uh, the people who come to Berlin, who visit Berlin, or have like the wish to go out and hear electronic music, they are the ones that come out on the Tuesday, Thursday night. But things have changed also. I mean, like at my prime time in 2000, we had like on a Tuesday night without any internet, without any advertising, without anyone knowing anything, we had 1,200 guests. That's not comparable anymore. I like the cookies a few years ago back, you would have all the people from the night scene, the club scenes would go out into cookies on a Tuesday or a Thursday because they were working on the weekend. So you'd have a lot of Berliner DJs, a lot of Berliner bar staff who would have their free night in cookies on a Tuesday or Thursday night because they worked on the weekends. Mm. So yeah, that, that probably kind of instilled the club with that kind of local scene, what you were talking about before, mm, where exactly. everyone would kind of know each other or you would see the same faces. Yeah. So we're coming up now on the final party. It's, yes. it's this Saturday. Yes. How are you feeling? <laughs> uh, I'm actually feeling very happy. I'm looking towards to the great final party. I'm a bit nervous that everyone's going to fit in. That's going to be uh, interesting. Uh, it's been a final week's and uh, the nice thing about the final weeks is it's been always nights having people for playing their last time. So it was always very important for the people in the last weeks because it was their last night at Cookies playing. And uh, I think what was also really great is that we had the final weeks people playing that haven't been playing there for a long time. They used to be playing a lot in Cookies. And so the final weeks have been actually great. It's been amazing. This coming up week, it's going to be very interesting. I'm really looking forward to it because it's going to be every night is going to be different. 
Tomorrow, uh, Tuesday night, I'm going to be working behind the bar for three hours. I have not been working for a long time. I hope I haven't lost all the way to work behind the bar, but it's going to remind me of the past. I promised a bar person to work behind the bar weeks ago. So I'm keeping my promise. Thursday night, we've got Nigun and Janet. Janet was one of my first bar bartenders and Nigun was the main person at the door. I uh, haven't been working for cookies now for 10 years. They're uh, making the small room into the amazing their night. They've got all kinds of ideas. I don't know what's going to happen, but the small room is going to break out in all kinds of imaginations. And Saturday night, of course, the last night, everyone's going to come who I know since 20 years. It's going to be awesome. Friends of mine have been playing. Like I said earlier on, I used to go to VMF. Dixon is playing the last night. Turntable Rockers are playing. And actually, the funny thing about Dixon is Dixon played on the closing of Cookies Number Two. So that I kind forgot of that. It. I forgot that he called me last week. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of brings it all full circle. I mean, to to have a, a DJ playing at your final night, yeah. who was one of the DJs who sort of inspired you to get involved in yes, this whole true. thing. Yeah, in the yeah, first exactly. Place. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that yeah. that's got to feel pretty good yes, to be able to book does, that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's exciting. And I think the best thing is also the team and everyone is looking forward to the closing night. It's uh, I'm really happy about the team. Like after I told them that I'm closing, they all stuck to us. They all went through the last weeks and it's great. And uh, I hope I'm going to make it stay long, as long as possible in the club. Coming kind of out of this era in your life where you were running this pretty famous Berlin yeah. nightclub and seeing the Berlin scene develop. I mean, I wonder if you have any thoughts kind of more generally for the Berlin scene in terms of clubs and music and all of this stuff. Berlin has been a music scene or a club scene that people all over the world have looked to for a long time. I mean, do you have some advice that you would kind of give generally? No, I think giving advice is, is a very difficult. I think everyone has to go through their own way of doing things. Like I've decided for myself that I want to close the club and not be every Tuesday, Thursday night in the club. And I think Berlin nightlife is a great nightlife. It is amazing. And I hope that Berlin great life stays as it is. It's, it's fresh, it's young, it's not commercial. It is commercial in its own way, but it's not the commercialness of the world clubs. And I hope if Berlin is going to stay like it, that Berlin is going to be a focus for clubs as it is at the moment. I think other clubs are doing a great job. They're really doing a great job. But I also think that Berlin has a value that it's got very different clubs. It's not only the electronic music, what's for known famous. You have also the hip hop style. You have also the Chicky Mickey style. So I think Berlin has got a great options of clubs going out and should stay like that, of course. For me, it's of course, I'm closing the club, but I'm also carrying on doing things. And I don't only own a club. Yes, cookies is the one part of my life. It's been 20 years, but I've been running Cookies Cream, the vegetarian restaurant above the club, and that's going to stay and it's going to stay open. I run Chips, another restaurant in the day. I do a lot of events and caterings. So it's one part of my focus, but it's the famous part, of course. And it can happen that I'll come back in two or three years. It can happen that I'm getting really bored and I'll be going, oh shit, why did I close the club? No, I don't think that will happen. Uh, but I could could happen that I would say in two, three years time, I open up a new club or uh, something. So it's of course, it's the end of 20 years, but uh, Cookies closed seven times already. And so we'll see what's going to happen next.
Yeah.